2: Yeah. Uh hi. Hey guys. <laughs> thank you for tuning into the After oh, yeah. TV Doctor Who After Show. We are ridiculous. <laughs> um bit. and we are here to talk to you about episode nine oh four two I don't know where I got you from. <laughs> uh, under or before the flood. Yes, before the flood. Ooh. And Let's. I mean, we have to. Uh, well, let's introduce ourselves first, yeah. guys. I'm your host Zach Wilson, back again this week. Uh, joining <laughs> me for the panel for this wonderful episode, Tari Miller.
0: Hey guys, I'm Tari J Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J.
2: It's T A U R I J A Y. And uh, here joining us this week.
3: Hi, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. M S A D R I A N S N O W.
2: Yeah. Alright, I, uh, Yel Teagle couldn't join us tonight. She's, um, she's only just enjoying herself at New York Comic Con. Yeah, so yeah. don't feel too bad for her. <laughs> um, but follow her along, uh, at, uh, Yel Teagle on, uh, yeah. Twitter for all those updates that she's just, you know, giving out. Yeah. <laughs> it's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L at Yael Teagle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly how she says
2: it. Um, I think we have to address what we, like, let's address the opening just because I think it has to be done. Yes. yes. Um, we opened on this, I guess we could just, we'll discuss the, let's just talk about the the yes. music. Yeah. Uh, okay. the, the guitar comes back. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's like a staple now. Uh, Murray Gold uh, recorded, uh, you know, the Doctor Who composer. He does right. most of the music for Doctor Who and mm-hmm. he did this ridiculous rock anthem version of it, which obviously we enjoyed. Yes. Yeah. um it stays. You guys do you guys have think it was fun?
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a nice little riff off of like the normal Doctor Who theme and uh it kinda gives Peter Capaldi like his own flair that that's separate from everyone else, which is, is kinda nice to see.
0: Yeah. Um, it hit all the right chords, one oh, could say. Puns. Ha ha! <laughs> so what I do! Who are. I am! Um, <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed it. It, like, I, I even wrote on my notes, F, yeah, guitar riff! <laughs> um, because I need it in my life. I hope it stays. I hope mm. it's there forever.
2: Yeah. Um, it's good. And there was a little hidden bit of trivia that I missed, mm. but somebody who filled me in about, um, was on the amp. It had uh, a, a little like sticker from Magpie Electronics hmm. or Magpie Electricals, rather. Okay, um, which is from the uh, the Tenant episode, The Idiot's Lantern. Oh, okay. um, where the TVs are like stealing faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Magpie. Electricals. Oh, nice! Wow. This is the shop. That's a cute little uh, nice. egg. It's a little nod. Yeah. It was also in. Uh, I guess it, apparently there was another ref- a reference to it in uh, on Starship UK in the Beast Below. Okay, so it's just oh. like an electronic supplier for all I'm through like, said, all space and now? time. Yeah. Yeah. that little electronic shop has lasted over one hundred and fifty years right? to make it to twenty one nineteen. Yeah, or I guess a hundred years, whatever. Uh, I mean, nobody's
0: Cir- counting yeah Circuit City lasted a while right <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> I think Radio Shack has lasted longer actually. that's true yeah.
0: yes <laughs> stands
2: the the test of time it's got one more year in it um, but this episode like uh, let's talk about the actual episode mm-hmm. yes it's the second part of this of the second two part of the season mm-hmm. what did you guys think of everything like just what's your overall reaction
3: oh me, uh, like, oh, well, I think you it's, uh, it, it's interesting that they started with two two-parters. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen them do that before. Um, in terms of of the story, it's kind of like a nice little throwback to. Oh my gosh! Oh no, my Davies uh, to Davies and to also the the Matt Smith, uh, the plastic, the plus the the. Oh. Why is my brain on this, <laughs> you know, where they where you you find out about how um, Amy is not actually Amy. That she's, oh yes, the, it's kind um. of like a throwback to that to kind of two parter as well of like the having the kind of bottle episode of like the meeting the group of people mm-hmm. and getting yes, 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 dynamic. Yes, yes. Um, so that's been nice. I do, um, I'm am also kind of looking for the overarching arc to to kind of play in, and that kind of was hinted at a little bit. I think with the the minister of war.
0: Right.
3: Uh so I'm kind of always looking for those little seeds to be planted. But overall, okay. I enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um I thought it was a decent uh I thought it was a decent part 2. Um I was I was a little upset at the end of part 1, um mostly because uh they 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 have gotten in a pattern in this season so far where as a cliffhanger they will kill a main character and be like ho 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 main characters dead mm. let's see how they get out of this one um, and so uh, I was I was I was a little embittered by that and then I came back to this one and it was fun I really liked the characters I really liked the under underlying like messages that were going through mm. um, and I also loved that uh, Zach was right
2: oh yeah I totally <laughs> I was gonna save it but yeah called it. Uh, about uh, uh, the, the doctor, doctor being, being in, in the in yeah. the, the cryostasis tube. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, it, it worked. Like it, the whole circular logic. For me, this episode had a lot of strong points. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought it was a a good conclusion to the two parter. Mm-hmm. There were some of they hit some themes that I didn't. Lo- I, I just didn't quite l- connect with how they presented them, and I, we'll get into that later, but, st- mm-hmm. like, the bootstrap paradox. Oh, see, I mm-hmm. love
3: the fact that they introduced a bootstrap
2: well, paradox. Well, I have mixed feelings about it, and I, mm. I don't... I have, this is a longer discussion mm. that we'll get into. <laughs> okay. um, but for, before that, I want to go through, like, the story of the episode, and, yeah. like, what we thought of all of that. Um, so let's start with the, the big... the the big fish in the room, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> uh, the, fi- the Fisher King. Yes. Yeah. Um, which... This is... A, it was interesting that there was, like, a lot of history that they didn't talk about, I guess. Okay. In the... uh In this... Like, the Fisher King is, I guess, an old British, like legend oh, oh really I,
3: didn't
2: know um, that. I thought it was just a really cool movie with Robin Williams <laughs> <laughs> very <laughs> sorry I just had to, to comment on that hey, no. it, it's an Arthurian legend okay. like medieval times um, the Fisher King or the Wounded King and mm. it involves um, the the Holy Grail the mm. Fisher King was the last guardian of the Holy Grail and if you were selected to be part of his like team or or it's something like that, mm-hmm. um, so I see that there. When hearing it, I see the components mm-hmm. like selected to be part of his team, the, team, yeah. the ghosts like to help boost the signal, right. and uh, the holy grail, I guess, being just the ship mm-hmm. as like part of the legend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this was only a few. It's like weird that it's like in. It's still in the future, right? When this place gets buried, it was the eighties. Yeah, it was the eighties. So, but so it's, it's, it's not an Arthurian legend. It just sort of plays into it. Right. But they call him the Fisher King. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm. I, it was. It's like there's like history, but there's not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. he could have been
0: uh, like a a thing. Like it. You don't know how old this guy is. You don't know yeah. how long he's been. I mean, he's, he'd he had only be been reigning over... one of many Fisher Kings. That's true. Mm-hmm. It could be like a title that is passed down from one person to the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the title of a king is...
2: Well, what do you guys think of the monster?
3: I I admit the anticipation of him was much scarier than when I actually got to see him full view. Yeah. And I don't often get afraid watching Doctor Who, but when I was sitting and watching it in my apartment, I was kind of like, I'm kind of unnerved right now. Also, because I just find ghosts to be creepy. But um, <laughs> overall, just like he, he was not as as scary or as, um, I guess, impactful as his ghosts were. I felt like the ghosts were a lot yeah. more threatening.
0: Interesting. I actually thought the opposite, and that yeah. like the ghosts I felt were relatively benign. Um, but then I felt like this guy. He had a he had a very uh, big presence about him. Mm. Um, he had more knowledge than a lot of like monster of the weeks have, mm-hmm. um, and like you felt that he had been a ruler, and you felt like he had been like dominating worlds for decades, you know. Mm. Um, and so I felt like this was this is one of the rare times where I feel like the Doctor kind of came uh, across someone who was about his equal. Mm. Um, at least in terms of, like, presence.
3: I don't know. I feel like anyone who takes over the the Tiboli are kind of like cowards <laughs> in and of themselves. Like, the, these are the people that you want to conquer.
2: Well, so they like, might not I, have been the only people they maybe, conquered. They're like... Maybe right. the
3: last. Maybe they just got really tired. And yeah, they're like, just we just know.
2: conquered a race of, like, a warrior race. Yeah. Like, we need, like, we still need to conquer <laughs> someone today. You tell me yeah. when you
3: conquer the Centaurans. When you do that, then we can talk. So you're just <laughs> conquering the Tivoli. I don't really care.
0: It's like their vacation colony, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it's like, who cares? Like, so you conquered people who want to be conquered. The you know?
2: Tv- Oh, this was the creepiest Tavolian. Like, the last time he... Yeah. the Like, the last time we dealt with them was the elevator? Was, uh, yeah, it was the God... Uh, the, the, the God complex? Um, the
3: hotel that was... Yeah. Yeah, right.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was just sort of sketchy. Like, he was, yeah. like, kind of like a... Like a... A weasel. A, yeah, he was a weasel. Yeah. He was, like, getting right. in trouble. This guy had some, like... I wish Yel was here. Because you know, like that moment where, uh, what did, what did he, he's like, I have a selection of items that you can use to oppress me.
3: Right? That was a little kinky. Whoa, guy.
2: (laughs)
0: Whoa. Yeah. That was great. He, I loved that character. I wish he would stay around, but he's dead. Uh but, <laughs> but he said I mean yeah
3: you know, well it's it's time travel. You can, you can That's true. Oh you know, man. So
0: excited. Right. Weird little
2: <laughs> Undertaker Tivolian right? with Looking a sure. an oppression fetish. Yeah. 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 Well
3: don't they all isn't that like a characteristic of being Tivolian? is that you like to be oppressed. So I I would imagine oh god, I would love an episode where they went to to, oh, to That so would be so weird. Like, how crazy and kinky these people are because they just all they ever want is to be oppressed and controlled. That so. could
2: also just be an interesting thing for the doctor to deal with he's like <laughs> yeah. trying to stop an invasion like, that's right. gonna kill a whole bunch of people and they're like, No, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm saving it. you. They're like, No, don't do that. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what's happening. Right? <laughs> the doctor's just really confused. It's
3: like his first interaction with the Davoli. They're like, No, we like this.
2: Um, but the but the Fisher King, to me. They're just they didn't they they built up this character mm-hmm. and then just didn't do much with it yeah um they like there's this crazy design of a monster. he knows the time lords mm-hmm. which most these days most monsters don't like in like Eccleston's era, and early tenant, you were constantly running into monsters who had been directly affected mm-hmm. by the time war mm-hmm. and were angry about it or something like that. Mm-hmm. But we, ha- you don't usually see that. It's just like we needed a home or like it's an invasion like for whatever reason.
3: They've kind of been touching on that a little bit more though with just with these past uh, f- four episodes, three episodes, four mm-hmm. episodes uh, of just um, how I mean so far you know he's run into the da- with the Daleks and then with um, the Fisher King that uh, they might be going in that direction where the monsters are starting to to have a better understanding of, of Time Lords and the Doctor, because I think they're building up, getting back to Gallifrey,
0: right? Yeah, like as as they're escaping this pocket dimension, the memory of them
2: is kind of flooding yeah. back into people's brains. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I hope that we get back there soon, because mm-hmm. um, we know it's coming. Yeah. If like you don't bring that planet back just to never just to deal. Never go. It's just out there in the ether for like five years. Um, and Moffitt did say that we're not going to get back immediately. Yeah. But we didn't go back at all last year. Um, which Mm. a lot of people, including myself, were surprised about. Um, I was surprised that you would, they would introduce that Gallifrey's back in the 50th and then not go, not make it back for Mm. an entire season. Right. And that's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It was just surprising. Um, but even in this episode, like that stuff aside, I just felt like he, wasn't really that like they built him up like he was coming out of the shadows and it was a scary design Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but he just like it it, he didn't wasn't threatening yeah he didn't he had a gun to the doctor but didn't shoot exactly um he never i never was worried about him
3: he seemed kind of stupid when he believed (laughs) the doctor and just like left just left the doctor and went to to go check on his ship I'm like why would you not take the doctor with you or kill him and he also looked like a toned down version of the monster from Mimic does anyone remember that movie I remember
0: it because I I liked it
3: because it's terrifying because it's just like a giant cockroach who learns how to morph into looking like people and then it's like breaks oh my god
0: it's terrifying interesting I actually thought he looked more like the the brain bug like a walking version of the brain bug from Starship Troopers like with the the foldy uh, face thing Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways <laughs>
3: <laughs> What we think he really looks like. But I, I as much as as much knowledge as he had about the Time Lords, like the first thing you should know about Time Lords is that they do lie. So like, yeah. why would you just go along with it and be like, Okay, let me go check on this show. Or shit. even
2: less so the Time Lords, but just the doctor. And like, the doctor, the, the doctor, doctor lies. Yeah, the, but they <laughs> all
3: lie. I mean the not, lies. Even he admits that they're not like
2: trustworthy and yeah. everything. Um you you will do like there was some very interesting stuff like uh he did seem to know the doctor's story because mm-hmm. um, he said like this the, the doctor said, when he said, this world is protected by me, yes, one man lost in time. Mm-hmm. so he knew that like the doctor was alone,
3: yeah,
2: and all this like so it was it was interesting I'm not here was the th- here was the thing that confused me about the Fisher King and mm-hmm. his story. He was brought here by a funeral director, or like to be buried or whatever. Yes,
3: yeah, because it was like a a landfill on his eyes.
2: Yeah, was he dead?
3: Yeah. Then how was he?
2: This is where I got confused because I Mm -hmm. I thought he was dead, and they didn't really make clear up why he was suddenly alive. Yeah, was it? it, Because it was so. It was either a trick, like to get him to this place. But if so, why? yeah um or something about the situation brought him back to life um
0: I had thought it was just like the uh the what were they the Arcatinians. Archite- uh I thought that they had thought they killed him mm-hmm. and so this was kind of like a Trojan horse thing and that like he would get off planet uh come back uh, rebuild his army, have them pick him up and then they can go back and okay. retake
2: over. Okay.
3: I think they did mention that he said something along the lines of, I am rebuilding them so that we can go back. Or so, He said something about getting his ghost to a certain amount so that he could... So that, yeah,
0: so okay. that they could sum, summon yeah. an armada. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know
2: about the the armada and stuff, but like that all felt like the next step in his process. I guess, I watched it twice, to, like just today. Yeah. Um, and, but I missed It was so quick, I guess I just missed it.
3: Yeah, I, he mentioned it, I think, briefly when talking to the doctor. And then I, I watched the first half when I got here just to kind of see, like... Because sometimes without closed captioning, I don't <laughs> understand what's happening. But <laughs> uh, like, It's a lot of terms. So I was like, wait, wait I miss this. But um, they didn't really touch on how quickly, like, why it was he could come back to life so quickly. And why he chose to do it in that moment. Maybe it was because they were all there and he felt like okay well there's enough people for me to kill I don't know
2: gotcha yeah
3: yeah get his ghost
2: yeah I mean he, he does make an interesting point like how many ghosts can you get out of a time lord mmm Like, if you just kept killing the doctor with this thing, like...
3: Yeah, regenerating.
2: Would he... Would the ghost just not work because of the regeneration? I mean, this is a a question that just does not need an answer. But it's still fun to ask. Yeah. Like, would you have 12 ghosts? Or would he just keep not dying, so you'd only get one ghost after you get through all 12 regenerations. I think you'd
3: only get one. I mean, it it depends
0: on how you view regeneration. Since every doctor is slightly different, could you imagine that each of his generation is is another soul? So then, uh, essentially, each time he's killed and regenerates, he sheds himself of that soul and builds a new one from scratch. Hmm. Uh, still keeping his core, but essentially uh, having new bark around his his main tree.
2: I I think it's one soul. Yeah, it, one to core. call it that. Yeah. Okay. Um, although the second set of regenerations makes that even more questionable. Yeah. Um, my brain hurts.
3: I know. It's so much. It's so much <laughs> fandom. But I mean, with uh, the, if you think about it, when we went to his grave and you see like the body of the doctor and it's just like
1: a time stream yeah it's just time
3: stream so it's who knows what you would get if you tried to make a ghost out of the doctor and it and also then that kind of plays into the bootstrap paradox where well in reality the doctor must know that there wouldn't really be a ghost of him if if he doesn't have the same type of essence yeah, yeah a human has
0: too. right. Though I would say that doc- death, the doctor dying, is handled in different ways. Yeah, because like Tin, when he died in, in uh, Donna's other universe, he was just dead. Yeah. Uh, also, he just, when he died as uh, the Eighth before he turned into the War Doctor, he was just a dead body. Mm-hmm. But then when Matt Smith died, he turned into a time stream. So it like it's it's varied. Well,
3: I think it was also because of how he died. Didn't he just die of old age? Like he just.
2: The Matt's, like the, the time Matt's stream Matt, yeah. version, like time assume like version. that would that's the ti- that's the version of events where he doesn't get another set of regenerations. Yeah. right. So it's the events of uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. I guess the planet Christmas mm-hmm. right. or uh, uh, Trenzalore. Yeah. I yeah. guess is easier to call it less confusing. Um, Trenzalor, but he just doesn't regenerate, so he gets killed on that battlefield. Right. So that would the time stream. I guess only forms when you've run through all of your regenerations. Uh, okay. okay. Um, And then he dies of either... Whatever cause. But he has no more regeneration, so Mm -hmm. he becomes the time stream. Dies Mm -hmm. of a nosebleed. Got it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, But the other ones were dead with regenerations left because of other circumstances. Yeah. So it okay. might be... You might actually have a body. So maybe that's, that's the fair. difference. Yeah. yeah. All right.
0: What do you guys
2: think at home? Yeah, yeah. so? If you can still follow what, what we what? just... Right?
3: <laughs> put I'm forward. always amazed when I actually get to have a conversation about Doctor Who, how I can still keep track of what I'm talking about. Because I know people watching must be like,
2: what? <laughs> I, my favorite is when somebody who doesn't watch Doctor Who yeah. is nearby a conversation. <laughs> uh-huh. Like at AfterBuzz. we do a lot of different programming here. Yeah. And so there's people doing very different shows right next to us. I believe Keeping Up With The Kardashians is on at the same time, mm. right? So when those types of people are next to The Whovians, it's real confusing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with, with that, let's as it builds into this mm-hmm. talk about the bootstrap paradox. Yeah. Okay. Um so
3: what was your what was your issue with it? I'm not gonna abbreviate issue.
2: Um well <laughs> the my issue with it was it by the end of this and, and like we'll go back and talk about like how that was the big be- at the beginning and mm-hmm. all that but my, mm-hmm. my my issue was it with my issue with it was that it felt like it was supposed to be the super deep Part about, like, I guess it comes down to what I love about science fiction. Mm-hmm. What I love in science fiction is when a show can be about time travel and aliens and crazy stuff, mm-hmm. but still bring a message that is very human and relatable that can affect, like, everyday life that we go through. Mm-hmm. This is a very deep part that can affect your life if you travel through time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very. Can, it's very within the world of doctor who so it affects the way that the doctor and time travel works mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that question of paradoxes through time and it's very interesting um it wasn't a brand new thought yeah obviously i mean the, the whole thing is it's a he literally says you can go google it yeah uh yeah i was gonna ask <laughs> i want to know you guys in the chat roll how many of you immediate like without stopping the episode googled it yeah. I googled right. it afterwards. Yeah, but... I
3: waited until the episode was over. But I mean, it was like I must know. Right. But I, but I
2: was sitting, I was with my girlfriend, and she just took out her phone and googled She's <laughs> <laughs> like, the doctor told me to Google. It, right. You <laughs> do what he says. <laughs> um, I it it reminded me sort of of listen last year, mm-hmm. which where the episode was so strong. And while I'm watching it, I'm like, this is great. This is interesting. I'm so engaged, and I'm having a great time. But at the end of it. It didn't... It, like, felt deeper than it was. Mm. Um, Like, with Listen, it was the... I loved the idea of, like, what's out there? Is there something listening? Mm -hmm. But it didn't provide enough answers for me to land with its decision. Okay. I think... I hope I'm being clear. Yeah. Right. Go ahead.
3: I think if, if Moffat is wise and, um, and pulls a Davies, which makes me such a jerk for saying that, but, uh, (laughs) and, 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 and plants that seed to, to continue it later, then it's a, it's a wise choice. I think it was just a one-off about bootstrap paradoxes and that kind of sucks. Um, so I hope he, he kind of plays with that and, and, and gives it to us so that there's something that we can kind of look forward to, um. Especially knowing, like, just knowing in terms of, like, casting how some things are going to change. I think that would be kind of a cool thing to toy with.
2: That mm-hmm. would be a... That's a great point. Because yeah. that that would... I would take away all of my, like, these complaints I'm having right now is if this is a seed for something bigger. Yeah. Right. But it reminded me so much of Listen, which mm-hmm. I said that exact same, same thing last year, yeah, which I is know, if this is a happened. seed for something that we're building towards, this is amazing. Yeah. But if it's not, it's just sort of, like... Good, a good episode with a weird end, yeah. right? And that's this. Just re- it reminded me so much of how I felt at the end of Listen. Mm-hmm. That that's why it's not sitting well with me. Interesting,
3: because I, I guess the thing I like about Bootstrap Paradox, whenever I've seen it, though I have never knew the term, but in in terms of like when you you're watching something and you wow, I can't yeah. think of a good one where it, like Whoa. the person's rushing to do all this stuff and they realize that. It's they like somewhere are the cause. in time, like yes. somewhere in time, where he realizes that he's going back, and then he finds the right penny. And yeah, the simplest version is really when little...
0: when Marty goes back and plays, yeah, uh, Johnny Be Good for Ch- uh, Chuck
2: Berry, essentially, yeah. and causes that whole thing to exactly start. the causal
3: that. the causal.
2: Basically, poses. bootstrap yeah. paradoxes are all built around guitars. Yes, pretty much just what you're saying. Basically.
0: Yeah, <laughs> music.
3: Um, so if they, because I, I just love that so much, I hope that. There's just like a really I don't know I like when the doctor sat sometimes a really heartbreaking moment of like <laughs> him realizing that he is caught in a bootstrap paradox and like mm-hmm. one of the worst moments that he could possibly be caught in one, you know
0: so right that okay. would
3: be much heavier than than this one was. <laughs>
0: I didn't mind the, the paradox as much. I mean, mostly because I feel like that is the theme of, of Doctor Who, where mm. it's just like, it's just time travel. Get over it. And you, things happen. They've been um, saying that
3: a lot this season. Well, yes. <laughs>
0: um, and I think that... So like, to be fair, it's Doctor Who.
2: They say that all the time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've noticed it more so this season where he's just like... Well, yeah. every He'll turn to the camera and just be like, deal with it. <laughs> like, more like, winky, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, but, like, I feel like it... It plays with this idea of destiny, mm. um, and I think that we kind of we we got a little bit of that in the first two parter where it's like essentially you know uh, the doctor created the destiny of this this boy, mm-hmm. um, and you know though you can't change it you can you can play in it you can adjust mm-hmm. it you can you can do little things, yeah. and I feel like that is might be the the theme of this season in that like bootstrap is all about like you're destined to make this thing come to existence even if it didn't exist before yeah and so i feel i felt like it was just kind of playing into that whole theme Mm.
2: okay yeah um i mean there's a lot of interesting stuff i think i'm i'm curious like you guys let us know uh let us know in the in the chat roll and in in the comments and on the youtube on the itunes and all that what what you thought of the bootstrap paradox plotline? Did you did you like it? Do you need more for it to land? Oh Zach, oh yes.
1: Like, well, uh, looking at the chat, we first of all have a lot of people who said that they googled it. Nice. Oh yeah. While still watching the show or pausing and googling it, and then uh, Ryan Whittleson in chat says the bootstrap the bootstrap paradox appeared in the Children of Need special with the fifth and 10 Doctors. Oh, nice. Nice, I didn't and, that's, know. and that's your chat update for right now. Also, boo
0: sixty nine bs I know it was Mar- or it was Marvin Berry, but uh, he was holding the phone up, so it was for also Chuck Berry.
1: <laughs> yeah. it was
0: for Boom. Chuck. Was Marvin Chuck. made the call, right?
2: Oh, you You're calling Marvin, <laughs> Doctor Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, we we get
3: it. You're Chuck Berry's cousin.
2: <laughs> Do you think? Sorry, this is just off the top of my head, yeah. but like could we get, like... <laughs> could we get, like, a Michael J. Fox, like, cameo in that Doctor Who episode? That would be
3: great. Uh, especially for it the 30th to, anniversary. Uh, for
2: Back doesn't the it have to play yeah. Marty McFly? Like, that would I almost be too much. Yeah. But just to get them in the same room... Yeah.
3: I think you're more likely to just by what they've been referencing the past few episodes. You're more likely to get a Bill and Ted cameo. They have they have yeah. been
2: sort of leaning on that. Then
3: a Marty. I would love a Back to the Future cameo. You
2: can. I I haven't gotten the game yet, but I will because the Doctor Who part doesn't come out for a few right. weeks. But Lego Dimensions, you can just do that. You can just have Doc Brown and the Doctor going on adventures. What? <laughs> that would be great. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's gonna blow that. my. I'm just. Oh. Uh,
3: I think you get Christopher Lloyd to come back as the Doctor or as as Doc to meet the doctor oh my God.
2: Christopher Lloyd and the doctor yeah, right. Christopher Lloyd would be the doctor like yeah. in an American alternate reality right um anyway back <laughs> back on topic um what did you guys think of the opening where he introduces the bootstrap paradox, mm-hmm. I I don't think we've seen this in any of modern Who, where he, looks where right he is, right he is yeah. seem he seems to directly address the camera, mm-hmm. yeah, like he looks he looks down lens, mm-hmm. he spikes right. the lens a hundred percent,
3: yeah.
0: I mean, I felt like it was it was just them. They're like, this is our thesis statement, so you understand what's going to happen in this mm-hmm. episode. And We're basically setting it up so the rest of it can knock it down. Uh,
3: yeah, it was it was different uh because i've never felt like they've ever had to explain anything to me before like i'll Mm -hmm. usually get it and it it did tie into just the whole creation of davros in in terms of like the it it comes out of this because you happen to meet and would it have happened yeah you had not happened to fall on this planet at that time to save this boy um but i i did i don't mind i kind of get like I just want everything to be a seed. So if <laughs> if Claire Claire is gonna Clara Cla is gonna be gone, then they might toy with the doctor doing a few direct addresses to us for you know a little bit while they figure out if they want yeah they want the next companion to be. And I would right. totally be down with being like the doctor's companion for a few episodes. It was a little
2: <laughs> it was a little jarring for me. Mm. Like it took me out of it for a minute, um because I was trying to figure out who he was talking to. Oh really? Because um, I wasn't expecting him to be talking to to me, the <laughs> audience. Um, like it reminded me a little bit of very, very early Doctor Who, where it was very much an educational program. Right. So there were times where they like don't necessarily address the camera, but sort of like lean into the fact that you're explaining things more for the kids watching. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It just felt. If it, it was cool. Um, I hope I just don't want them to lean on it and like, right. like, go back to it anytime soon. Cause yeah. it was it, it it's not what I what I'm like looking for. Yeah. Um and maybe it was also that it was that explanation early on mm-hmm. that sort of threw me towards the end. I, I guess here's the here's the other thing. The, they introduced the bootstrap paradox as if this is like the this is the time that it's happened. Mm-hmm. It feels like Doctor Who does this all the oh, time yeah. to right. me like the, the, this paradox is nothing new for the doctor but the episode presents it as if it's like a new thing that he's experiencing yeah it's like right.
3: the whole it's like River Song like I feel like yeah all of River Song is a bootstrap <laughs> paradox yeah Uh, like, um, uh you know
2: well, they, they do it a couple times in this episode. I know that, like, people, have. there's a certain school of thought that, like, you sort of just have to, like, make this episode good and not worry about the previous. But, like, the Fisher King is, like, you're willing to die rather than change a word of the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> the doctor changes the future All the time. every week, yeah. one, because just by being there, he's affecting it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but also, like, look at the 50th. As like the biggest example. He went direct directly into his time stream mm-hmm. yeah. and changed what he did.
3: Yeah. Well, it's I, you know, sometimes, sometimes I just have to kind of go, I'm going to ignore that and just keep <laughs> like, that yeah. with because they used to talk about it a lot more, at least during the Russell T Davies years, about how he was very concerned about changing uh, any t- creating any type of paradox. I don't know right. how many times I heard Christopher Eccleston as a ninth, uh doctor say, no, a paradox will be created. We can't create a paradox. We don't want to create a paradox. So I don't know if there are going to be some long-term ramifications for... Eventually, start to show up for the doctor because he's become like a little bit willy nilly with uh Stephen Moffat. I
2: I will Moffat is a little bit more fast and loose with it. Yeah. Davies like you had to rip apart the TARDIS yeah. right. to make a paradox last. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, all
3: of uh, the second or the final season with Rose with David Tennant was just about the biggest concern about creating a paradox and why is there an alternate universe and our alternate planet and you know so they were really concerned with how that affected um the alternate planet and our planet whereas i don't think moffitt cares that much
0: (laughs) i mean he did uh not to be an apologist or anything but like uh the doctor did bring up the idea of the paradox when uh bennett was trying to save o'donnell Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this was more like a more like a uh, Fires of Pompeii kind of thing, where it was mm. like, you know, he was supposed to be there, and he was supposed to break the dam. He was, because the, the base was already in a flooded city. Yeah. It had to, he had to be there to make that happen. Yeah. So it was already written.
3: Yeah. So,
0: and, you know, Doctor's so, always d- like...
3: And he'll say that, where it's like you know there's some there are um fixed points fixed points and And then they're
0: they're fluctuating
2: fluctuating. yeah or could you potentially argue that if he hadn't been there this the events would have unfolded at the hand of the fisher king in one way or another blowing up the dam and getting buried that it would have happened and and it or it did happen Mm. and then the doctor showed up and basically this whole thing was him, like this would sort of undo the bootstrap paradox and this is like sort of like a, almost mm-hmm. a fix in my mind for it if you if you need one, mm-hmm. you know, not that it needs it, but if the Fisher King goes through this and sets everything in motion and the doctor sort of goes through these things of like, like it would have made a, a ghost of him and right. he would have been saying those things because of mm. whatever the doctor would do to make himself say different words. Right. Yeah. Um and then he goes back and but he is able to he's mimicking the things this is more of the back to the future logic actually mm, right. is where it happened one way but you went back and you screwed up how it gets started so mm. you can do it a different way that leads to As very similar to results right. so, but, so like at the end of it the Doctor's alive he's not a ghost but there was a hologram to make up for it so that it wasn't it didn't affect the flow of time right. it still got to the same point at the end yeah. I
3: think they kind of touched on I think Back to the Future, in terms of how they talk about time travel, is just like one of the best written films. It's but, so simple. Uh, yes, and they get it. And and it is kind of like getting back to, but it still is it's kind of getting back to that fixed point. You know, as long as, just to rip on Back to the Future, Marty can get his parents back to that point. And, mm-hmm. and Doc Brown talks about this. That's where you need to get them back to. It doesn't matter how they get there, as long as they get to that place at the prom when they kiss or this under the sea, then that's all that matters. So I think you could play with the bootstrap paradox in that way with the episode where it ends up being the Fisher King who doesn't know how to lure people to this place. So he you know, sinks opens the dam up and like makes right. it underwater and waits 150 years or whatever to get people to come in and, and help him. Right. But I don't think they they fleshed it out as much, and unfortunately, I don't think. Well, no, they had two hours to do it. Right. Well, Never mind. That's part. <laughs> of, well, that's
0: part of the bootstrap uh, paradox. Is that the the idea is that in time, the the whoever created the thing or originally was responsible for the object would have gotten there in time. It's just your introduction of it accelerates that process.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so, like. Yes, he could have, like, Fisher King could have been like, alright, I'm gonna lure a bunch of people ruin the dam, that's how he got all his ghosts. And so, like, essentially there could be a darkest timeline, Mm -hmm. um, which is (laughs) overwritten.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by, just by the hand of the Doctor. Like, making it better but still getting it through the same beats. Yeah. Right. Um, which doesn't let him save, uh, Bennett and Donnell. Um, well, hold on. Before we before we get to those guys, I guess we should address because people are asking us in the chat roll to address it. The sunglasses, because mm-hmm. the sunglasses are a huge part of how he solves this issue. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, how yeah. do you guys feel about uh, now? Like they're become they. We thought, and when they were first introduced, that they were going to be really lightly used mm-hmm. uh, was sort of what we thought. Very much not. They're being they're leaned on a lot. What yeah. do you guys think?
0: I mean, uh, I I stand where I stood last week in that, like, I still like them. Mm-hmm. I st- I feel like they are they're being used more practically than the screwdriver. Yes, they're being leaned on, but it's like you know they had to wait f- to be connected to the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Like they they were only really used to create the hologram. Uh, and then also to erase the, the thoughts from the people's heads. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he had waved it around and it fixed all the ghosts and erased the, the text or anything. So I feel like it's still being used in its most practical sense, not necessarily willy-nilly.
3: I like the screwdriver, but... <laughs> like, uh, And I feel like if he had the screwdriver, he could have shined it into their eyes. But, you know, with that said... um, I don't mind the Sonic sunglasses. It makes sense with with the direction of which they're taking Peter Capaldi's doctor. Um, which is so different from how they first introduced him in the mm-hmm. long coat and the button up. Um, so you can definitely tell that he's kind of like eh, this is kind of how I want to do it. Yeah, uh, And it, they, they made it make sense how he would use Sonic sunglasses. So I appreciated that.
2: I think uh, Shadrach Del Monte Monte in the chat roll sort of sums up similarly to how I feel. Uh, They said, uh, I don't like them, but how he used them here, he couldn't do that with the sonic screwdriver? That's my point. I feel like
3: you could still use the sonic screwdriver, but I understand why you're trying to make sense of the sunglasses. (laughs) I'll take it for now. Just get rid of it soon.
2: But my... I guess (laughs) my issue with it now is, like, I like the sunglasses. Like, that's fun. Mm. That's different. I like different. Different is good. Yeah. Um, But make it different. Um, There was... That's the thing, is that, like, this wasn't limiting... Like, I thought that when they introduced a different Sonic tool, Mm -hmm. it would be used... It would have to be used differently. Like, it wouldn't be capable of all of the things that the Sonic screwdriver is um cuz they said they were lo- losing it because we talked about Moffitt's quotes last week mm-hmm. because they felt it was becoming a crutch mm-hmm. but when the glasses can create a hologram while the doctor is in a cryostasis tube and then he can plug it into like the he can just stick the the ear of the of the sunglasses into the port and mm-hmm. use it to like get into the base max like now it's just doing what the screwdriver yeah. does with a slightly sillier looking like Interface. Right. Well, as long
3: as it can open doors, then I think we're okay.
2: But and <laughs> like... what they what they presented us with makes it seem like it could.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. Right. And that's the thing. It's like if you, I, it, I would love for the doctor to be more limited. That would create great storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I love the sunglasses on Capaldi because it looks ridiculous. <laughs> which, if you saw the opening of the show, you know that we love ridiculous. Yes. Right. Yes. Um. I just want them to pick a direction with it. And yeah. it's sort of, right now it's sort of unclear mm-hmm. yeah. um, what the limitations and the abilities of it are. Yeah. we so. got some focus groups on it. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, right? They're like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> uh, um, but, oh, but like, it's fun. Um, yeah. And I liked that they the, could do it. Could do holo, like hologram sort of makes sense. It's mm-hmm. visual, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and like the erasing of memories thing yeah, is just like it's sense. like reverse Men in Black. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you put on the sunglasses and you erase your memories. <laughs> ah, yeah, nice. Um I kind of want to get some Ray Bans now. <laughs> like Ray Ban. How much do you think Ray Ban paid to have those? <laughs> them be the sunglasses? Oh,
3: uh, probably. They were like, we'll just give them to you. Yes, yeah, so. pretty much bring back the Ray-Ban <laughs> popularity. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, the hipsters aren't doing that for them already. No,
3: <laughs> no. Uh, no not as much as, like, oh, well, anyway, Men in Black, like, blew up Ray-Bans, but yeah, no, right. never mind. <laughs> like,
2: Everybody in yeah. science fiction loves Ray-Bans. Yeah. What can you say? <laughs> um, anyway, um, so let's talk about our our team of humans, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. if you will, or let's, with starting with Clara. Because mm-hmm. um, she's leading her own little squadron yeah. during this. Um, oh, we're running low on time. So <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> let, well, let's get into Clara. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did you guys think of her plotline in this episode? Um,
3: I I I wonder what's going on because they keep referencing about how she's so much like the Doctor. So I, I want to know if they're gonna if that's going to lead to, like, what happens to her eventually, because they keep touching on that again. Okay.
0: That's all I got. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, um, well,
2: there's one thought in the chat roll of what if she gets to Gallifrey? Mm. Like, if we can get to Gallifrey before the end of the season, mm-hmm. not that we know, that, not that we are, or, like, any, there's any evidence that, but seeing somebody who thinks that she is effectively a Time Lord mm. deal with actual Time Lords. Right. Because that's sort of what I think you're, you're hitting at there, is that, like, she thinks she's the... On the doctor's level, yeah, I don't think the doctor would agree with that. No, but she does.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Sorry, um, I view Clara.
0: So here is the thing about raising kids: is that like uh, they're they're a reflection of of you. They're your best and worst qualities, and I feel like that that is what Clara is being right now. She is like this child who is tagging along with her dad or her grandpa, and she's taking on all these these. Uh, I guess characteristics that are aren't great for a regular person to have mm-hmm. and it's it's making her it's getting her to a point where she will never be able to go back to a regular life mm-hmm. and I think that this is something that is kind of being touched on in that like the doctor not necessarily ruins people but like I mean he he definitely changes them forever in a way that makes them basically incompatible with anyone who's not the doctor
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah, I mean, you, you how never go back. how can you yeah how can you live a normal life more or less yeah. when you're when you've seen it all like and she says to Bennett at one point like you can like after because he loses O'Donnell mm-hmm. um we sort of had the the dual uh, romances yeah, playing out so in this odd. episode anyway. right. um uh we had uh, not um uh what's her name
3: Cass and Bennett no uh. O'Donnell,
2: and... O'Donnell O'Donnell. is uh, our replacement for oh um, Osgood. Osgood, oh, thank yeah. you. Not uh, yeah. ben, uh, O'Donnell is basically not Osgood. Not yeah. good. Uh, as we were saying. Oh. <laughs> That's
3: fair. That's
2: fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll, it's good. I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she tells Bennett like he needs to uh, move on mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. Do you guys have any other quick thoughts before we uh, head into?
3: I did not understand why they need the dual uh, love story. Thing, but okay, I get it. I guess they just wanted to do love story. But yeah,
0: that's it. love transcends time. Yes. You know, I could, have, I could have
2: done one or the other. Yeah, like, I, I liked Cass and um, her yeah. guy, yeah, but I and I liked O'Donnell and Bennett. I didn't need both, yeah, I didn't right. Need both. Um, both, all right, running low on time, so let's do some predictions. Your
1: After Buzz TV predictions. Oh, it's new,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week, Maisie Williams. Yeah! That's the big thing everyone's talking about. Um, apparently Maisie Williams is not allowed to wear modern clothing on television.
3: Right? I was like, oh, it's like Game of Thrones.
2: She yeah. appearing in the Vikings episode. Um, I got really excited I saw, I was Vikings, oh, this is going to be great. And then I was like, oh wait, Maisie Williams, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Poor
3: girl. <laughs> like, can't we put her in 21st <laughs> century?
2: All right. Uh, what are you guys thinking for next week? Um, or the future at all? Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: I think that she's going to be a, just a regular towns girl, which is sad because we wanted her to be a time lord. Mm. Um, I think that she's going to be a saucy minx, and it's going to be real fun. Um, and I think that uh, the I think that the Vikings are going to be robots. Is that a, is, is that already established?
3: <laughs>
0: they're aliens, but they're like
3: that's what I was thinking too. Yeah.
2: I mean, but we not, did not robots, we did the robot yeah, medieval invasion last year in uh, well in uh, in Sherwood yeah uh, oh, we had yeah. like medieval times being yeah, invaded yeah. by robots and then we
3: did it also <laughs> in series five with uh, Rory right and all the right because they were robots too. yes they were plastic the, oh yeah they all were the, the plastic yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah um yeah. which like but it, it would just be like a season later yeah. like I could do three seasons and like you do something sort of similar but right. like yeah. literally the next year yeah. you do like another robot invasion I think um,
3: it would be cool if the Vikings were just like uh that ended up being like a planet of Vikings mm-hmm. so it's like Bizarro <laughs> Earth where Vikings took over everything and, <laughs> no, like, that would and be really everything cool. just kept going that way yeah
2: um, well, whatever is different. under those crazy, like, Bioshock-style, like, helmets, mm-hmm. um, they, they are called the deadliest warrior race in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. One of them, as right. the doctor points out. Because there's a lot. You got the Suntarans, you got um, the jadoon you yeah. know. You, mm-hmm. um, they reminded me a little yeah. bit of the shape of the mm-hmm. Um I think it's going to be about the, about whatever those, I've, I missed what they were called in the preview, but them and the Vikings as the... The Vikings are were very much the top warrior mm. of their time, yeah. Right. and to for them to come up against, uh, and it's yeah. called the the girl who died. Mm. Um, so I will bet mm. I would predict way early Maisie Williams is gonna die, mm. but that yeah. she'll come back because in the in the previous she recognized the doctor, and I'm still trying to figure out why.
3: Yeah, the girl. Well.
2: It's the, girl the girl who died, who and then the it was the girl who died, she's, and then the, the sequel like, is the woman who lived.
3: Maybe she's hmm. an old uh, companion that we never maybe. touched on. Our future or
0: girl. or that like preview could just be because she's real sassy in this week's next week next week's preview. So it could just be like they encounter each other, and then he's like, "I'm gonna meet you in the castle," and then she's like, "What took you so long, old man?" Like simple.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's just like from. The next from episode six, right? Mm. That's fair. It would, that would be such a tease, <laughs> such a tease. Oh, no. Like we're like, oh, it's Susan. It's like right. it's uh, we we had all these crazy predictions, yeah. and then it's just like, no, she's just a character from episode five, yeah. and talking yeah. about him in episode when six you've That's never fair. seen before. Uh, uh, all, all right, guys. <laughs> well, we got a lot of them more, and they're yeah. fun. I say bring, keep bringing them on. They're yeah. a, a blast so yeah. far. Um, Thank you guys so much for joining us for the Doctor Who After Show at TV. Until next week, Tari Miller, where can the people keep up with you?
0: I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also find me on the Flash panel on Tuesdays at 9 and the Arrow panel on Wednesdays at 10.
3: Alright, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me <laughs> filling in for Tory on uh, two Wednesdays from now on. The yeah, URL. it's going to be awesome. <laughs> so,
2: like, yeah. uh, And you guys can follow me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N and a whole bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz including uh, The Muppets, Do- uh, well, we're on Doctor Who right now, <laughs> yeah. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson and thanks for geeking out with us.